Hey, you guys, I'm glad that you have joined me today. This is Heidi St. John, and uh, I'm going to tackle an issue for the next couple of minutes here that has been talked about a lot on the road. You know, last week I was very privileged to have my friend Rick Green from the Patriot Academy and uh, Rob McCoy, who is the senior pastor of God Speak Calvary Chapel in Thousand Oaks, California, uh, out here on the stump with me. And we did a couple of freedom rallies, one in Battleground, Washington. And uh, thank you to everybody who showed up to that. It was a great time. Just wonderful to see patriots coming out and wanting to engage in the political process. We have been for many, many years now uh, losing our freedoms, one devastating piece of legislation at a time, one little tiny uh, overstep by our government. And we have watched the government overreach now uh, become commonplace. It's true. Uh, I think in, in 2021, the idea of the federal government intervening in our everyday life, you you know, you ask more, uh, more and more young people, especially they go, yeah, that's cool. And they think it's, they think it's normal because this generation has grown up with government overreach into many areas of life and they don't even think about it. And I'm going to argue today for the idea of a limited government. Uh, And this really comes from a question I received in Lewis County last week about personal property rights. And did I believe in, uh, in the fact that the federal government should be able to limit the personal property rights of individuals. And we can talk all day long about why uh, large corporations are buying up tracts of housing and how the Chinese are buying up farmland uh, in places like Oklahoma. But the bottom line for me is I believe very strongly in a limited government. In other words, I would like to see us have less government not more. And to me, this is not a Republican and Democrat issue. This is a constitutional issue. The Constitution uh, is is the, the document that we go back to, this idea that the federal government's authority should be limited to the extent that the founders gave it at the founding of this country. And so every time we give Washington, D.C. more power and more responsibility we lose our freedom, and we have uh, we've conceded our, our our authority and our freedom to them over generations. And so, I've been talking a little bit about federalism, which is basically uh, saying that we should have more rights at the state level. I think that the the ongoing battle that we see in our federal government right now, a lot of these issues need to be removed from the federal government and sent back to the states, right along with things like voting. So we're talking about you know, uh, federalizing our, our elections, which frankly would be a disaster. Are you guys watching what's happening with the federal government? They basically ruin everything that they touch. And so I'm going to touch on this just for a moment today, because I believe in limited government. I think that we need to understand what the role of the, uh, the members of Congress actually are. The constitution has enumerated those powers in one place in the constitution under article one, And it gives the Congress explicit responsibilities. You guys ready for what they are? Because I'm hearing people out there running for Congress who would actually expand the role of federal government. And I think we should rein it in. So the first one is we make laws, right? So this is the job, you guys know this, of a representative of Congress. Next thing we do is we raise money for and we appropriate the federal funds. We manage the federal debt. Eh, That's not happening. The Congress is supposed to provide for the common defense 
provide for general welfare, which you've got a lot of people arguing right now over what that actually is. Uh, The Congress is supposed to regulate commerce among the states and with foreign nations. They're supposed to establish the federal court system and define federal crimes. Have are you watching what's happening right now in this tyrannical regime that is the Biden administration? They would like to have the Department of Justice criminalize and prosecute parents for speaking out at school board meetings way beyond their jurisdiction. We have forgotten what what jurisdictions, who is supposed to be doing what in this country. It's the job of the Congress to declare war and maintain and regulate the military. It's the job of Congress to direct a census every 10 years. It's the job of Congress to impeach federal officers, including the president, which we saw Jamie Herrera Butler do, uh, notwithstanding how the, the citizens of CD3 felt about that. And then the Senate would try that impeachment. So the Congress can impeach a federal officer, including the president, and then it would go for trial to the Senate. Uh, the other thing that that members of Congress do is to advise and consent to treaties. And we've talked about treaties. I don't know if I've actually talked about it here at the podcast. Maybe it was at my other show. The dangerous nature. You know, we think, oh, treaty, that sounds really nice. Oh, my goodness, you guys. We need to be very, very careful when we enter into treaties. If you guys ever do your history on the treaties of uh, the international rights of a child, this was Hillary Clinton's, uh, you know, kind of one of her pet projects. It would have been an absolute disaster for parents uh, in the United States. And so we should be talking, I think, more and more and more about why it's so important to limit government. Uh, We want to limit their overreach. Basically, I see my job in Congress as stopping these people who want the government to have a say over every aspect of your life. They want to federalize everything. And my job as a, as a representative of, uh, in Congress, one of them will be to stand in the way of these people. Why? I want to limit government because I want to see people dream and have the room to bring these dreams to reality. And what stands in the way of uh, American ingenuity and American exceptionalism and the pursuit of the American dream? Wait for it. It's the government. It's the government. We want to, as as the power of the government grows, the rights of individuals shrink in and institutions. Think of the family. Think of the church. Uh, in your community, voluntary associations uh, that are the bedrock, really, of American liberty and our self reliance. And the government is saying, "Now, nah, you know, depend on us. We want to take care of you." By the way, this is a trend that began. Uh, during FDR's presidency and really was cemented as our soldiers returned home from World War II. You see, prior to the war, uh, this is going to make some of you cringe, most Americans did not pay income tax. Uh, and this is this is kind of a this is kind of a big deal. State and local government was the perceived law of the land, and the federal government was really they played a very very limited and a very small role. Well, when these when our men returned from the war, there was really a shift in in the how we viewed the government under FDR's New Deal. Remember now, remember Truman championed this along with his own agenda, and he created very very high expectations for Washington D.C. to improve American life. So it actually it, it makes me laugh when I hear you know people campaigning. Uh, especially when they're running for Congress or running for the Senate and they're on day one, I will do blah, 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 blah. I will fix this and I have a plan and I will, I will, I will. I walked on the moon. This is not the role of someone in Congress. 
the role of someone in Congress is to advocate for the people. The role of someone in Congress is to listen to the right to do what do uh, what the people in their area want and to be a voice for the people, to represent the people, to uh, to offer collaboration and leadership, to be a voice for the people. One of my huge frustrations, frankly, with uh, with Jamie Herrera Butler is my my sense that she has not been as engaged in the lives of the citizens of Congressional District 3 as she should have been. And I think this is true for many, many people in the House of Representatives and in the Senate right now. So remember, uh, so our guys come home from the war and there is a shift in the way that we see the role of the government. And it became an increasingly larger role. They wanted to play an increasing role. And this is what we see Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the dangerous Democrats. They want to increase, and they're going to do it through, by the way, uh, burdening us with so much debt that we become slaves to the debt that we're in. And this is the this is what it is with uh, the for you know for the people. Anytime the the Democrats name something, you can count on it being the absolute opposite of what they actually mean. But unfortunately, we've normalized this, right? So we've got um, amazing now social programs in uh, in the United States, and and I'm obviously you know some good things have come from it. But I'm telling you what, the government was formed to provide the people with security, and that's it. And whenever we go outside of that infrastructure, that's the role, uh, regulating commerce between the states, that's the role of the federal government. And typically, if you ask a young American if they trust the government, they're going to say no. It doesn't matter if they're Democrat or Republican. And yet, what are we doing? Giving them more and more and more authority, more power, more decision making. This is this is not okay. And uh, I hope to go to Congress and stand against it. I would like to see more and more of the decision-making return to the states. A great example is talking about voter ID. Do we need election integrity? Absolutely. Is the answer going to be found in the federal government? No. It's absolutely not. What would happen, you guys, if we, at the local level, if we encourage our local municipalities, our, our, our counties and our cities in our towns to, at the local level, pass voter ID legislation to say, you want to vote in Clark County, you're going to need a voter ID to do it. But you can you can control and, and have greater oversight over a smaller area. And that is why I am such a fan of looking towards the states and towards the local, uh, the counties and the cities to start taking greater responsibility for what happens in their local area. And I, this trend towards moving, uh, you know, closer and closer to just giving the federal government complete control over everything we do, intervening in our civil rights, mandating whether or not we'll get vaccines. This is a dangerous time for freedom in this country. And we're losing sight of what's really important. And I think if this doesn't end, if we don't stand up now, we're going to find ourselves in a situation that we can't get ourselves out of. And so we want to we want to be thinking about where we're going as a nation in light of where we've been and send people who are going to be original constitutionalists to represent us. Uh, because there, I think now the, the role of the federal government is far exceeding anything that was ever imagined by our founders. And so we need to get back to the Constitution. They were all about limited government. 
they felt that the federal government should handle issues that would be difficult or unreasonable for the states to deal with. And this this are things like maintenance of the military, defense operations, negotiating treaties, regulating commerce with foreign countries, and creating currency. And so these have historically been the responsibility of the federal government. And then you've got uh, FDR coming in there, and then you've got uh, Barack Obama and now you've got the Green New Deal and all these people are saying, no, the federal government wants to give you health care. The federal government wants to babysit you. The federal government wants to pay for your kids to go to community college. Never mind the fact that your kids at 18 years old should learn how to send themselves to college, particularly community college. Now, we can argue all day long about how expensive upper level education has become. That's where we should be talking, not giving the federal government the responsibility and the right to start sending our children to college to pay for daycare. You know, the government has a vested interest, by the way, in getting your child at a younger and younger and younger age. And so I will stand against that. I believe with all of my heart that the founders never intended for us to have such a strong presence of the federal government in our everyday lives. And ideally, individual states should be handling everything that they can reasonably handle. And so the founders went further in the Constitution's Bill of Rights, by the way, specifically in the 10th Amendment, to prevent the federal government from taking too much power. I'd like to see us talking more about the 10th Amendment uh, because under the 10th Amendment, the states have the right to keep all the power that's not specifically been given to the U.S. federal government that was written in the U.S. Constitution. This is a great idea, right? It was crafted in the U.S. Constitution by people who understood what happens when you have a King George run in your life. This was really important to Thomas Jefferson. He wanted to prevent the federal government from getting too big and thereby overstepping its power mandate much. And often we end up with this large central government that's being run by bureaucrats and political elites, which is exactly what the Democrats are trying to do right now. And every time I hear Nancy Pelosi getting up there and talking about how, uh, you know, we, they just need to go ahead and pass these bills so that, so that the plebs, so that the ordinary citizens can learn about what's in them. No, this is wrong. The 10th Amendment literally says, the power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. This amendment was a direct continuation of the Articles of Confederation when, where it stated each state retains its sovereignty, freedom, and independence, and every power, jurisdiction, there's that word again. In other words, where do we have the authority to interject power and the right, which is not by this confederation expressly delegated to the United States in Congress assembled. And judges, activist judges have been, you know, chipping away at this for years and years. But I'll tell you what, the federal government is not, does not have the best interest, I do not believe, of ordinary Americans. We want these issues to be returned to the states. And so I've been telling, you know, I, I had my kids read through with me kind of a, a primer as they were growing up on the Federalist Papers. And if you guys haven't had a chance to do that, states' rights matter. 
This is very, very important. States' rights are not about, you know, uh, about laws that are passed at the state level. What it really is about is be, is about the federal government and how much power we want the federal government to have over our everyday lives. And when we give them too much power, the results are always the same. They issue man- mandates and edicts and they get centralized and they become too strong. Top-down management is inefficient and it often steps on little people who are kept in their place. And nowhere have we seen that more boldly and more blatantly than right now as we're watching the Biden administration overreach and overreach and overreach. And so I will always be a supporter of small government, of limited government, uh, supporting the 10th Amendment as the key to protecting states' rights. I would love to see Washington state have more authority and not less. And uh, this is very, very important. And for us to be talking about the Bill of Rights and the importance of limited government and how the how the the founding fathers saw the importance of limiting government way back in the beginning, uh, because they understood they came from a tyrannical government. No generation ever understood this better than our founding fathers. Remember, it was one of our founding fathers who said that government is not reason. It's not eloquence. It's a force. Like fire, it can be a dangerous servant or a fearful master. In other words, when government is no larger than what our founders wanted. If it does its job so well as to be a true servant, it's still dangerous. And this is the point that all the difference in the world is made. So we want to limit the role and the scope of the federal government and return the rights to the states. And so that's why you're not you're not going to see me in favor of the federal government limiting property rights. That's why you're not going to see me in favor of the federal government moving itself into health care. That's why you're not going to see me in favor of the federal government uh, putting its fingers in our elections. No, these need these things need to be returned to the states. I say we get out of the way and let the states make decisions for themselves. And uh, I think this is something that will benefit Washington State for generations to come. And it's one more reason why I hope you guys will support my run for Congress. It's it's These are important conversations. And when I was uh, asked this question the other day, you know, about the role of the federal government, it occurred to me as this young person was talking to me that we have an entire generation right now, in fact, several generations, of uh, citizens here in Washington state and around the country who believe that it is the role of the government to provide for them. And we're creating a bit of a nanny state, even with all of these uh, these COVID relief packages, right? And sending people money for sitting at home in their parents' basement paying video games. This is not what the founding fathers are turning in their graves right now. And so I hope to have this conversation around dinner tables with a lot of you guys as we start to do town halls as the campaign heats up and we're meeting out on the road. And by the way, uh, the, the job of a representative isn't to make your decisions for you. The job of the representative is to listen, to sit around and listen. What is working? What is not working? How can we make it better? What are the things that, that we thought would work that are no longer working? How can we roll those things back? We have made this so much harder than it needs to be. And as someone who has been running a nonprofit organization for over 25 years and has started several businesses, I can tell you the simpler, the better. The more the bureaucracy, the more the red tape, the more people that you need to get in touch uh, to make a decision. I mean, this is why it's so uh, damaging in this infrastructure bill that Biden wants to add to the IRS. 
He wants to put a whole bunch more uh, IRS agents sticking on the American people. He wants to tap into your bank account if you've got $600 or more in there. This is a dangerous time for freedom. And I hope you guys will stand with me in my fight for freedom running for Congress in Washington state. If you guys have questions that you would like to have addressed here at the podcast, I'm going to link back to how you can do it in the show notes today. If you've got guest ideas, I would love to hear them and let's get them on the show and fight for liberty because liberty is worth fighting for. Have a great day, everybody. And I'll see you back here again soon.